0: Welcome to another episode of the Bipolar Disorder Moment. My name is Alan Cooper. Today will be the fifth reading from my yet to be published book, Brain Betrayal The Alan They Never Met. Today we will be continuing from last week's episode when I read the portion of my book regarding my first day in Victoria. And in today's reading are some happy memories for me from university and meeting a new friend and some of the things we did together. Okay, let's get started. So this is a continuation in Chapter 6, and this section is called Dan. After a month of living with my landlords, I decided to move into residence on campus. I lived in an all-male building for first-year students. My friend Dan lived in the room next to mine. Dan was 6 feet 3 inches tall with blonde hair and blue eyes. He liked to laugh, and he had a quirky sense of humor that I thought was hilarious. He seemed to think I was funny too, which was new for me. The first time I met Dan, we were in a chemistry lab. He and his lab partner were finishing their experiment, and I was writing some notes. We talked about university life and how hard it was for those of us on a strict budget. It was a challenge to pay for an entire year of tuition, books, and living in residence just from the money earned from summer jobs and student loans. Dan's lab partner, who was not a poor student, said he had to buy Dan a plastic soap container because he could not afford to buy one himself. Dan went into a detailed description about the stress of having to stuff the wet bar of soap back into the box after he showered. He said, as the box disintegrated, little bits of paper became embedded in the soap. This made his showers time-consuming because he had to pick off the paper stuck all over his body when he rinsed the soap off. We all laughed at the ridiculous story. On to the next section, running for your problems. It's called running for your problems. One of the strangest things about living on campus was sharing a washroom with so many people. The fact that it was normal to greet people during what I considered to be sacred alone time was bizarre to me. One night I was sitting in one of the stalls when Dan came into the bathroom and said, Hey Al. Hey Dan, I said as I heard his feet pace back and forth outside the stall. How you doing? Um, okay, I guess, I said. Yeah. I could hear him let out a big exhale and then continue to pace. While I'm not, I'm kind of having a... Hey, Dan? Yeah. Do you think we could talk about this later? I said, chuckling. This seemed to snap Dan out of his dismal cloud, and he realized that he was standing in the washroom trying to engage in a serious conversation with me. Oh, do you want to be alone right now? <laughs> he said, jokingly. Yeah, kind of. Later, I went to Dan's room and asked him what was wrong, and he answered, I need to go for a run. When we stepped out into the cool night, we started running under the lights of campus. Dan suddenly veered off onto a large grassy field. It rained a lot in Victoria, so the grass was a rich green color and usually mushy and muddy when you stepped on it. Dan started to sprint. He pumped his arms and began to exhale like a boxer throwing punches. I couldn't keep running through the muck at that pace. I stopped, hunched over with both of my hands on my knees. Dan was still sprinting into the darkness, his lanky arms flailing in the air. Dan! I yelled. He turned to his right and seemed surprised that I wasn't there beside him. He looked back at me completely bewildered. Why the hell are we doing this? I said, between laboring inhalations. Dan walked back towards me, staring at the ground. Finally, he said, You know that girl Melody I really like? Yeah. Well, when you were in the bathroom, she came to my room to tell me that her ex-boyfriend had left his Christian mission in Venezuela and showed up at her door. He said that he decided he was in love with her, and he came to Victoria to be with her. Oh, sorry man. I said, that really sucks. Yeah, Dan agreed. That pretty much exhausted the amount of conversation two 18-year-old guys could have about an emotionally stressful event. We just stood there as I fought off the urge to say that I would have preferred to go get drunk rather than sprint in the mud to deal with this issue. "'So what did she say?' I said. "'She said that when she opened the door, she was shocked and said, "'What the hell are you doing here?' "'I began to grin, and then he started to smile too, "'and then we burst out into laughter. "'I had tears in my eyes, and Dan was clutching his abdomen. "'Poor bastard,' I said, when I finally had enough breath to form a sentence.' comes all the way across the world to get his heart stomped on. Dan blurted out and snorted, making him laugh even more. When we regained our composure, we walked back to the dorm. I stepped into my room, carrying my wet, soaked dirt cake runners, and I had a mud splashed all over my face. My roommate looked up from his books and asked, What happened to you? Long story, I said. I went into the washroom, threw my runners in the sink, and took a nice hot shower. I grabbed a couple of beers from my room, knocked on Dan's door, and went into his room. He was laying on his back on his bed with his hands cut behind his head and the mud from his runners staining his bed cover. Beer? I offered. Sure. He sat on the edge of his bed, staring at his beer. Why do you like this girl so much? I asked. I don't know. She's beautiful, smart, and she likes my jokes, he replied. Well, she is special, I said. Buzz off. Who knows what your girlfriend sees in you? I'm actually not sure what she sees in me. Maybe it's because I hardly see her, I said. Melissa was in drama, so she spent most of her time in the theater. I occasionally saw her after her classes and on the weekends. Want to go grab some nachos, I asked. Nah, I smell like... And I got this all over me, he said, sticking out his right foot that was covered in mud. Don't worry about it. This is university. We all smell bad, I said. Dan and I spent some of our precious meal card points for a rare treat of microwave nachos. We even spent some extra points to get a couple of little paper bowls of sour cream and guacamole. It tasted like gourmet food because everything we ate in the cafeteria was fairly bland. When we got back to our building, everything was quiet. Everyone was either sleeping or annoying their roommates because they only studied late at night. I opened my door to my room halfway and said to Dan, Hey man, you good? Yeah, thanks, Al. See you tomorrow. Well, that's the end of Reading 5 for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to be part of the conversation regarding this podcast, feel free to join my Facebook group, The Bipolar Disorder Moment. You can also check out my blog, BipolarWeekly.com. On Twitter, my handle is Alan G. Cooper. Thank you so much for listening this week. This has been another bipolar disorder.